Why, hello, hello. Hi. How do you do? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alive. I'm alive. Sleeping at all. that's great oh man yeah that's the best what are you talking about totally totally normal totally normal life i lead nothing to see here yeah okay (laughs) i bet i bet i bet i bet (laughs) um anything well good um, actually kind of busy, which is a huge relief. I dance work, which has been one really fun. And also like, it's at the very least consistent for the next little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm relieved. I can actually like work a little bit, make a little bit of money, pay my bills a little right. bit. <laughs> like, like you do. Yeah. Mm hmm. And I'm working on some new photography stuff. I've been updating my website and I'm going through a rebrand. So I think I'm almost done with that. A rebrand? What What yeah. is the new name? Drift Photo and Film. Okay. That um, makes sense. Which is, yeah, it's kind of cool. We, Tyler shoots film and digital, which is nice. I don't really shoot film that much anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I like it. I just I just haven't in years. But he does. And so that's kind of something that he brings to the table that I don't which is cool it's... also we want to travel like I want to shoot like elopements and adventures and like mm-hmm. bucket list stuff so right that's kind of what we're well, gearing toward I think the drip name drift is a good like indicator of what you and Tyler shoot I it's agree just... so we do oh. a lot of like abandoned like places like for Mm -hmm. ourselves like as our art which we're going to be able to offer like prints of that if somebody wanted like a canvas or a wall art of basically Mm -hmm. anything but then like we traveled to virginia for a session um last weekend which was awesome nice like that's just that's what i want that i if i could just do that and write Mm -hmm. and this like i'm happy yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's the goal. So I'm trying to get all of my new like I'm using a new gallery host. I'm using a new I have a new website like all of this stuff. I'm trying to get it all finished so that I can I really want to offer like back to school sessions cuz that's one thing that like kids being virtual they're kind of missing. School right. photos. Oh, so 100%. I really I have a couple of friends who I've already talked to like who I know. You know my friend Kristen was like I'm sad like you know, this is the, you know, her son is young and she's like, I really want a photo every year, like a professional photo every year of him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to offer that. And then also I know a lot of my friends who have like recently graduated college or friends with kids who have graduated high school, which is mind blowing to me that I have friends with kids graduating high school, but (laughs) (laughs) um, like I want to be able to do grad photos because that also kind of got missed. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I have the equipment to do that outside at a distance and still be safe. Yeah, and it really gives a lot of people certain opportunity just to, well, for you to showcase what you can offer, but at the same time, 
allows people to still have that sort of senior experience or that back school experience that yeah. they're missing out on. Yeah, I, a lot of people have talked about like really being sad about like missing that. And, you know, I'm like, Tyler was talking to me about it the other day and I was like, you know, I, I never, I didn't do senior photos like at all. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, I, I didn't even get them taken. Like I just didn't do it. Yeah. I, I can't remember if I got mine taken. He was like, your mom didn't make you. I said, my mom wasn't really making me do much of anything by the time I was a senior in high school. Right. You know, I have three younger siblings, um, all, all of whom, not really Brittany, like Brittany and I were pretty easy, but like the boys by that point were like two very, very overwhelming handfuls of children at the time. Like if I wasn't burning anything down, lighting anything on fire, going to jail, like I was pretty much like good to go. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, and you were most of the time. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I think about some of the stuff that we used to do, like at that age, that I was like, in nine years, you're telling me, because Bella's about to be nine. I'm like, you're telling me nine years from now, like she's going to be like, she could just walk out of the house at midnight, get in the car with a boy, and drive around for three hours. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, but how am I going to tell her no? Like, what? Uh, oh, boy. She's oh, going to listen to your podcast and be like, oh, so I can do all the things. <laughs> I'm screwed. You really like, just paved your, <laughs> made yourself into a corner here. I mean, let's be honest. Like, there's no secret. I didn't do anything, like, bad. I'm just right. lucky I didn't wind up ever getting, like, hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, there were I didn't have a cell phone either. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. I was like, I didn't have a cell phone until I was sixteen. I was like, here, like everyone, yeah, this kid's in like sixth grade and has a cell phone. I'm like, why? <laughs> oh my goodness, we I know kids younger than that with cell phones. Like, there's no way, there's no way you don't need it. Yeah, you don't. Like Bella's like, I want a phone. I'm like, keep wanting it so that when you get it years from now, you really appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, she does have an iPad. Right, but that, I mean, you can still, like, iChat and stuff, but it's not the same because it's not attached to cellular. Like, you have specific times of day you can use it. Also, um, she does not have access to iMessage or any of that. Like, I haven't made her an Apple ID. That'll probably be the next thing I do. It's like, if I were to let her, I would let her have an Apple ID, and, like, she could text me, she could text my sister, she could text her dad, Mm -hmm. and like she has one friend who like I know her mom really well who I right. know that she has an Apple ID I would probably let them text because I know her mom also like checks her messages cuz she's 9 Yeah and that would that would be it that'd be it she has restrictions on the internet like what she can access on the internet she yeah. likes to watch YouTube like she's really into like toy videos and now like Minecraft videos but mm-hmm. there's restrictions on that too and I most of the time make her watch it on the TV so that I can like see it Right, which is what you should be doing because, because you should monitor yeah. what your children are <laughs> intaking, not just like letting them free roam around the internet that's mostly good, but there, there's also a lot of bad stuff on there. Well, and like, you know, <laughs> she's nine. Like, I know adults that can't figure out what's real and not real on the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that too. <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm hmm. But yeah. Yeah, so that's that's all that's going on right now. That's Pretty, good. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I have to go pick up my car 
this afternoon. It's in the shop because the motor to the windshield wipers died. Oh, like what an obs- one one what an obscure thing. Two, it's only really been a problem like with all of the rain that we've had lately. I'm like, oh, should mm-hmm. I drive today or not? I can't really. I can't get stranded. <laughs> Well, I've had different problems with rain recently, um, <laughs> as, yeah. as you've seen. How's that going? Um, we've talked to insurance. We have roofing people coming either today or tomorrow. I think I talked to my head chef. He's he's been taking care of it. Um, well, I've been good. dealing. I've been dealing with insurance. <laughs> like, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, yesterday I did signed like forty thousand dollars in payroll and also like a five million dollar insurance policy for two restaurants. So Makes me fun. nauseous. To even think about like, <laughs> you know, I have to be really honest. Like, sometimes I think about money or like talk about money, and like, I am mm-hmm. fortunate that I am like sur- surviving, and like more than more than just surviving. Like, you know, I spent a hundred dollars on an air fryer this week, which I don't regret at all. Right, and I can, right. and like, I have food. I have my bills are paid. Like. But mm-hmm. also, especially over the last couple of years, between like getting divorced and like going to a single income, but then trying to go to school and trying to work full time, being in a car accident, having to have surgery, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not been easy. It definitely has not been easy to like, survive financially. And I think about right. money in terms like in a way that I think most adults, I thought for a long time were like, ahead of me. Now I talk to most of my friends and they're like, no, also broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but yeah. then I hear like from the business side, and it was like this too when I was working, like doing deposits every day or whatever. And you go, yeah, like ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, like whatever. It's so abstract; it doesn't even seem like money at that point. Right. Like, like when I-, I was doing deposits at Starbucks, and I was depositing like three grand in cash, mm-hmm. and I was going, "This doesn't feel like money." Like it just yeah. it doesn't make sense now as money every day. Like, and it's only the cash part. Right. Like, and that's what I always, when I'm doing the banks every day and I'm walking around, just have four grand in cash. Right. <laughs> just to make sure like three bars have cash bags to, to, for change and things like that. And you're just like, oh, this is, this, this is like fun money. <laughs> like it's just it's so bizarre to me it's like not even real and then I like listen to people like I'm in a bunch of photography groups I think we might have talked about this before and this one group that I'm in is for like in-person sales which is not like my business model like that's it's totally it's a totally different experience and you definitely pay for the experience you know you have a session with a photographer and then you go to their studio you have a viewing session you get to see all of your beautiful images you have examples of like what it would look like on canvas what it would look like you know because the intention Mm -hmm. of that is like yes you want the digitals but like that process is really for people who are looking for like something to hang over their mantle heirloom pieces to hang in their home and right one of these photographers was like, yeah, I clear like $45,000 a month <laughs> in sales. I was like, that, that is what? insane. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you like just taking pictures of people? And yeah, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. And, and like, like that, that's her like, Okay, I imagine that's probably before taxes, but that's after business expenses. So, like, yeah. that's what she brings home. 
yeah that's her net like that's a that's a lot of money right and that's like not typical for a photographer you know i'm sure she lives in a market where like in-person sales and like wall art is like easier to sell than you know salisbury maryland because it's not easy here when you're like near like baltimore (laughs) yeah the outskirts of baltimore or dc where like all the rich people Oh I yeah, just, got... Tyler works in Chevy Chase. Like, if he ever goes back to the office, I should just I should just work there. <laughs> so you know, you live at the beach. You know what houses are like at the beach, and like oh, I'm aware a house yeah. a house similar to that in like Ohio. Mm-hmm. You can buy for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Rehoboth. It's like eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in Chevy yeah, Chase. Like... It's two point four million dollars. The yeah. same house. The same, we're talking the same home builders. Same home builders. Same, like, exact same design. Yes. Same square footage, everything. And the lot is probably smaller in Chevy Chase. Oh, correct. 100%. Like, and it's yeah. beautiful there, but, like, holy, holy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, well, that's this whole thing with everyone going remote, like I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more people moving to the suburbs Mm -hmm. if they can get good internet out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that like companies are really going to, not all companies, but I know a lot of companies are probably really reaping some financial benefits. Like if we can recover in terms of like economy, why would you continue yeah. to pay rent on an office building and supply? I mean, they supply food like mm-hmm. Tyler's office caters lunch regularly. I mean, it's expensive. Yeah. 100%. They're having almost the same success remote and they are attributing their lack of like hitting their metric only to the fact that like people are hesitant to spend money on advertising because we don't know what's happening right. in terms of like, a resurge in the fall and you know well that's that's my whole thing this year is i'm gonna meet with a company in a couple weeks about digital marketing yeah because because the the old model is gone like the papers um the free papers that everyone picks up no one's picking those up anymore no one's getting magazines anymore no it's all digital it's all like it's all facebook instagram snapchat things like that and it's also like how can you get something directly to your feed without like making it look like it's going directly to your feed right (laughs) like (laughs) it's it's not curated content type thing and how do you circumvent that to to certain people right but that's all marketing speak and how you a get people into a restaurant or get them to order carry out or get them to like give us a good review on yelp or TripAdvisor or facebook or google or just whatever that kind of marketing scheme is there is a way to like especially this time of year when mm-hmm. it, like next weekend's labor day yep which is insane i can't <laughs> um that blows my mind have you ever been to the iron rooster the restaurant uh, it's in an, there's one in annapolis there's one somewhere else too there might be oh two. yeah 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 i've been there so this they do something that i think is very clever mm-hmm 
if you check in to their restaurant while you're there or mm-hmm. leave it's not even a review they don't even ask for a review if you check into the restaurant while you're there or you post a picture on your instagram and tag them they give you a jar of free bacon <laughs> and like it's very effective also once you're on their facebook page you're more likely to like leave a review because it's easy yeah and i feel like just getting someone to your social media because i know for a fact like i am less likely to leave reviews on something i'm happy with because after i'm happy with it i'm not thinking about it in right. terms well, of that's... like and that's the common problem so mm-hmm. like they incentive yeah melissa melissa oh we lost it only 16 minutes never a dull (laughs) moment not a single one anyway continue you're talking about how it's effectiveness oh yeah so like i took bella we had like a date this was before covid and i took her and she loves bacon and i was like it's right on their menu and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and i took a picture of her like eating bacon um because she had ordered breakfast food and so she's like eating bacon and i was like how is it she goes this is the best bacon i've ever had i said well if we post a picture on instagram we can get more bacon for free and she was like oh my gosh do it so then like (laughs) we did it and like they brought us more bacon and she talked about that probably for like two weeks she told everyone yeah but i was like that's clever like that's the kind of thing that when a company or business starts thinking in that direction it starts it's like staying contemporary i guess right like that gets my attention Mm-hmm. versus like other you know I don't know marketing is changing and it's been changing but I think especially now mm-hmm. because it has to be digital yeah it does and that's how kind of like I mean the food the food at targets and shanty are, is always good like right. I'm, I'm I'm gonna toot my own horn and say like we have a really good staff and we have really good menus and my dad and my mom have created a really good food empire. Mm-hmm. I won't say empire, but like, I mean, well, nice two rest- nice two restaurants. But at the same time, like they have had very old school ways of like working things. Yeah. Like my mom is just like, I don't understand how a computer works. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, like 50 to 60% of your new advertising should be digital. As opposed to, she's like, oh, everyone reads the papers. I'm like, yeah, except no one wants to touch the papers because there's a pandemic on and it can get on the surface and cause them to have that thing. So no one really wants to read the papers right now. Right. So everything has to be curated through Instagram and Facebook, which owns Instagram. Yep. Everyone forgets that. <laughs> um, and like email marketing, which is I constantly say like, you have to do it, but don't do too much of it. Yeah. You, you don't barrage people with it, but also you can't be stagnant with it. Like I, I send out blasts like once a week. It's like, here are our specials for the week. Mm-hmm. Here's our happier. And I think that's a good balance between too much and too little. Yeah. You don't want to do once a month because that's like, oh, what are they doing? But you don't also don't want to do every day when it comes to email marketing because 
everyone's just going to block your email. Right. So it, there is a, a little bit of a balance there that had needs to take place. Right. And then like, I've been working on new cocktails, but like I've only been putting them on my personal Instagram. Like they're not ready to be like presented because they're not on the menu yet. Right. But I've been like going through my process of like, yeah, I'm working with Falernum now. And also I made a gome syrup, which is like use gum Arabic to emulsify into a simple syrup, which gives it a much better like mouthfeel without having to use like egg whites. Right. Because egg whites can be tricky when it comes. Some people don't like egg whites in their cocktails. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of cocktail people who are vegan. Yep. Um, there's also a lot of people who don't feel comfortable having raw egg in their cocktail. Right. Which I, I'm fine with. Um, but it, it's to each his own. Right. <laughs> um, so I've tried to make another process of making that kind of like foamy deliciousness without having to use egg white. So I've, I've come up with like a gome syrup or there's also, I can emulsify some other stuff. Um, but That's yeah, I've fun. got like That's five, six. Witchy. It, yeah. <laughs> I made this a is... lavender simple syrup um, the other night because I was what? working on a recipe for um, work actually. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was so good. And then the yeah. next morning, I like made it into a latte, and it was just delicious. I have I have a lavender drink. Um, it's called Ramona Flowers <laughs> <laughs> because my life is an endless comic book. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, gin from Vermont. It's Bar Hill, so they're. I went there a couple of years ago by myself. Part of that um, trip I talked about earlier, uh-huh. where I just went to, <laughs> but like they were like an hour away, and it's a really small distillery. But like they get honey from, or yeah, they get honey from New York, and they get lavender flowers from New York. But they use like all of Vermont wood for their age, their Tomcat gin, which is like an old Tom. It's like an aged gin. Yum really good stuff that's really good in like negronis and manhattans and um just more full-bodied cocktails Mm -hmm. whereas like their standard gin which is what i use in this ramona flowers is much more floral and a little bit sweeter and you get the honey and the lavender and things like that and i've basically made a bee's knees cocktail which is traditional bee's knees is just honey gin lemon yeah now what I did was I made a honey lavender simple uh, lemon juice, their bar hill. And I also put yellow chartreuse in it just to give it a little more of floralness because it was kind of missing. Like it was more acidic with the lemon juice. Right. I wanted it to really shine when like, cause it's in a coupe glass that effervescence should be coming out of the, the glass more. Now, if it was on the rocks, I could probably just do like a standard bees knees with like a bee's knees crush type thing, which that might be something for hey. the summer <laughs> next year. And there, but and there it I'm is still in run- real time, ladies and gentlemen. What? <laughs> That's how it goes. Me, this is my mm-hmm. like this is my process. Mm-hmm. Um 
but I'm also like, I'm still running into the thing of, I don't like gin. <laughs> so like, I love gin. I know. So if it's my floral are and bot- botanical, like it's for me. Yeah. Like, um, botanist is really good. Um, that Empress 1901 gin I'm trying to find, I can't find it. It's that those stuff that's in flower infused with, um, butter, blue butterfly powder. Oh yeah. So like, it's, it's like this per blue gin and then it's like, all right, let's make a crazy cocktails with it. And most people do like floaters on top of something that's citrusy. So yeah. like, it'll be blue and then purple and then yellow. It's very like Instagrammable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like I always laugh at like some of these cocktails where I'm just like, yeah, it looks really cool, but that takes about four minutes to make when you could make a cocktail in about 30 seconds and taste just as good. And you maybe put one edible flower in there and not like 15. Right. <laughs> I don't know, but like Instagram drives business. It does, but that's, I'm always like looking at, I look at like a lot of the main places like death and company and dead rabbit and canon for inspiration and i'm always trying to like push what is what they do in the cities is like way over the top and it's 25 dollars a cocktail type thing right whereas that doesn't work at the beach <laughs> that's true it doesn't <laughs> no um and and i just try to like what can i do that gets a similar idea across and only charge $12 for it and still make a profit on it. So that's kind of like, I look for inspiration, but I don't try to like copy their recipe or like just take something completely word for word because you can't do that in this environment, especially in the time of COVID because you like, for me, one of my best assets is being able to sell bottles of wine to sell cocktails and things like that, because a lot of the stuff I'm really into, a lot of people don't know about, right. but I like educating and I like showing people like, yeah, you can buy this $75 bottle of Napa Cabernet, or you could buy this bottle of Tanat from Uruguay and it's going to taste very similar, but gonna have some like really weird spice notes from it but it it really goes well with what you're eating and i think you would rather have that as opposed to a big jammy napa cab that's gonna like overpower your food (laughs) and that's why you do what you do that's right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that's the other thing like this we're so busy at both places it doesn't make sense and I've been talking to insurance, my, my insurance lady yesterday, and she said, some restaurants are doing great. Some restaurants are not doing well, which I knew was going to happen. Yeah. And the same thing, like I talked to my guys who, um, they, they're called, they were called bar metrics, but basically they come in, they weigh all our bottles. Yeah. And they weigh, weigh all our liquor bottles and look at our sales and then see if like, stops being ringing properly or if there's a loss or someone's stealing like it's very i pay them and it helps with taxes too so like they constantly they do our inventory every two weeks and it's 
probably the best two hundred dollars I've spent. <laughs> yeah. Every every two weeks because it's like, well, if they don't have to do it, I would have to do it, and I don't want to weigh those bottles and go <laughs> against our sales and everything. And they already have all the technology for it, so we just we just pay them. It's great. Um, I've seen it on Bar Rescue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. What which I like Bar Rescue. Um, he has good ideas, but you can tell which companies are paying our sponsors. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like 100%. Because <laughs> it's like, it's always like Crown Royal and Bullet and Bushmills and um, Kettle One and uh, what's the gin they always use? It's like, it's not Tangeray. It's um, it might be like Bombay Sapphire or they use, they might do an American gin once in a while, but usually not. It's yeah. I always like looking at that show. You always see through the cracks. It's like, yeah. Restaurant industry are a, the owner's an idiot. <laughs> B they have bad management. C they're not following proper health safety protocols. <laughs> like right. those, those are the top three issues on like, Restaurant Impossible, uh, Hell's <laughs> Kitchen Nightmare, uh, Bar yeah. Rescue. Like, those are the three main problems. And it's also like, oh, you want to open a fine dining restaurant, but like the median income of everyone in this county is like $35,000. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want to do that job for like coffee shops. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. So, a weird thing is happening as we're talking. I always record outside, right? Mm-hmm. This week, I did a lot of, like, yard work because my bushes were, like, overgrown and driving me crazy. And I don't know if I told you this before, but we have, like, an abundance of blue-winged wasps, which huh. I did not even know were a thing until recently. And yeah. they're, like... <laughs> they're like swarming my yard and they're like non-aggressive but they they're like looking for food mm-hmm. and so i'm watching them and i look up because i'm sitting on the porch yeah uh, there's a massive praying mantis hmm. on the ceiling of my porch is it eating them? um it's just staring at me <laughs> like i moved it turned to watch me and i swear if this bug gets any closer to me, like jumps off the ceiling and flies at me or floats at me, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> I don't like them very much. You don't like praying mantises? They're awesome. Not really. Why? Like it's a weird fascination fear that I have. I don't, I don't do well with bugs. I have a giant garden spider on the side of my house. I named her Clementine because mm-hmm. I feel like naming her makes her less threatening to me. Yeah. Also, she's so big. She's practically not a spider. She might as well be a puppy. Like, she's humongous. <laughs> so but Garden spiders are great because they keep I know. all the, like, mosquitoes and gnats away. We have four huge spiders, like, around the house. Three mm. of them are, like, just the... They're also a kind of garden spider, but they're, like, you know, just the regular fat ones. And then yeah. she is, like, the yellow one. Oh, okay. She's she's humongous. Like literally. <laughs> I mean, just just massive. Just right. massive. And she can stay. 
I like her. She can stay. <laughs> she, she's but allowed. The other ones. Mantis is making me nervous. The other ones are fine too. I guess I just don't don't like them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm thankful for them because we do have a lot of mosquitoes. You know, so. Um, it's fine. That's, that's good. Um. So I had on my list of things to talk about first mm-hmm. something exciting that's happening in terms of um the podcast yeah so i recorded a really long episode with a woman that i met um her name's gia about her like adoption story oh cool and it was it was so cool she's in california Mm. And I met her through actually a podcast that I've been listening to for years, um, Drunk Ex-Pastors. Oh, nice. We, because I started listening so early on in their show, they had like a group that was like kind of like a, it was a chat group actually for a while where we like all kind of talked. Then um, they have a Patreon. I'm one of their patrons and they have a patrons group that you can be a part of. Mm -hmm. And one of the other listeners who I don't know if he knows them personally or like what their affiliation is, but he's been around longer than me, I think. And like, I started listening when there were just a few of us. So his, he actually messaged me because we're friends on Facebook and was like, my wife has a really cool story. So he connected us and I wound up talking to her for like two hours the first night that we like talked um just about her story and like how it happened and it was very very cool so we recorded an episode and then for that same episode my mom because my mom has an interesting adoption story as well she was not adopted but she um has two siblings who Mm -hmm. she didn't know about who were put up for adoption so because my grandmother is not living anymore obviously the next person in line to tell that story was my mom Mm-hmm. So she's going to be on that episode. And then I'm also going to record with my three sisters. Um, Cause we all kind of have an interesting, uh, I didn't know about my baby sister until she was 11. She didn't know about me until she was 16. <laughs> so we're going to, I think I'm going to try to put that episode out next week as like the first episode of season three. Okay. And just kind of like <clears throat> move into really holding some of those people accountable who said they wanted to be on the show. Yeah. We're going to start getting them on the show, especially Good. as summer's like winding down. And I think it'll be a little less busy. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And so, probably next week is not the best time for me to record. Right. Cause it's like holiday week. It's labor day week. And... <laughs> So I figured that would be a good week to put that episode out. So that's pretty, it's already pretty much done. I just have to record like a 15 minute segment with my sisters and then that'll be next week. And then from there, um, I'm personally going to start like reaching out to people, but if there's anybody also that you think would be willing, just start, Mm -hmm. start getting them. I'll, I'll see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) I, I know I have some people who have good stories (laughs) (laughs) so that's exciting and then the other thing that i wanted to talk about today actually does have to do with social media like we were talking about but it's a little bit different um Mm -hmm. i know i asked you this earlier have you heard of august 27th tiktok no i don't so so you don't have tiktok do you no, of course not. I'm so against TikTok. Oh <laughs> like, you, you are ridiculous. Why am I First of why all, am I ridiculous? There's nothing it, to be against in terms of one, the capability of it politically. And right. I know when I say that everybody's like, yeah, like to mess with the election. No, like literally as a platform, it's very worthwhile. But also just it's like Vine, but better. 
yeah, but I miss Vine and Vine's gone. <laughs> I know. I know. And I was really hesitant because I was like, it can't be as good as Vine. No, it really, it's really, I'm not being sponsored by TikTok, but I'm just going <clears> to <throat> plug it. It's worth it. But anyway, it works similar. <laughs> I do to that like, with liquor companies all know, the time. Right? <laughs> They're not sponsoring me, but like get them. Um, yeah. They work like any other social media, like with an algorithm. Their algorithm is very good though. So if you follow content that you like or you interact with content that you like, instead of only showing you that content, it shows you like content people are interested in Mm -hmm. um, that are also interested in the things you like. It's a good algorithm. I get a lot of content on my For You page, which is like suggested content. You can either follow that or like scroll that or you can scroll like people you follow. And like Mm -hmm. it's two separate feeds, which is cool. So... There, um, the way something gets on your for you page is if it's like super popular, fits your algorithm, blah blah blah. And there are like they use hashtags just like Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and so, Twitter. Yeah, so there's a thing though, like where every kind of TikTok has a name. There's like pet TikTok, witch talk, gay TikTok, straight TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, and th- like you wind up where that wherever your personality seems to fit and so I got a video on my feed that was like really uplifting and it was like I'm manifesting that only people who are supposed to have this video are gonna see it blah 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 and it didn't have any hashtags and like I was like okay that's kind of cool that's nice like I don't know how it wound up on my page but that's cool Mm -hmm. so there's this thing called the august 27th tiktok where like a video will show up for you with no hashtags no like not using a popular sound not using anything that really fits any algorithm and it's like if you're seeing this august 27th is a big day for you like today right and it's like (laughs) today is august 27th and so like people had been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it i hadn't seen anything from it and then um it wound up on my feed and then it wound up i think also on angela's feed but I kept forgetting to tell her today is my sister Bridget's birthday. And I was like, well, I don't know, but it's August 27th. So I thought that was super weird. And I'm just curious like where it originated because I haven't really done any research. Um, But the sound that's like trending right now with it is super bizarre. And I guess when you look up the sound, it registers like zero minutes, zero seconds. It doesn't show the actual length of the sound. I don't know. Mm. So it made me think about like kind of some of the stuff that we've talked about before and part of like what I talked to Gia about in her episode was like divine appointments and how like the timing of things when you you go I don't know how I wound up here but I'm glad that I did and how like there's a million ways that you could go through any given day and it just made me think of like that idea or like the idea of like serendipity like mm-hmm. wasn't that the theme of that movie i never saw that movie but like two Ooh. people just like run into each other and what like, was it serendipity oh yeah it's pretty much that i'm like <laughs> if we had not if i hadn't like had a flat tire and you hadn't like run that red light we never would have met well that was it <laughs> that's that thing earlier the week when i was being like super emo <laughs> <laughs> Either this is going to happen at the best time or the worst time. And I have no reason for it to make sense either way. 
Right. <laughs> and I just, I just thought that was like kind of, I don't know. Yes, it's an interesting concept, but I feel like, especially lately with like the stuff with Beth Ann and how mm-hmm. like that came to happen, you know, I definitely give timing like credit. I go, I don't know why it happened this way, but you know, I've started to really like trust that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was thinking like, there are people who never think of that. And I don't know what it's like to live a life like that. Right. And I think that like, typically I'm the one who's seen as like, that's weird that you do that, mm-hmm. that you live that way or, you know, but it's just my normal. <laughs> I don't know. I think that timing, well, like look at 2018 for me was like super bizarre from right. the first, like the second day of the year. That's the year that like just everything happened at once. I was in a car accident. A possum came through my wall, like just thing after thing, after thing, after thing that like, for a while I was I was going I must be cursed like I must be paying back some karmic debt that I don't remember from a different life because this is ridiculous um mm-hmm. but ultimately I feel like all of those things kind of work together to bring me like exactly here where I am and even though like sometimes I'm very dissatisfied because I feel like I don't have a lot of clarity about what's next I don't know any one of those things not happening and I I don't know. I could be somewhere totally different. Yeah, there, there is that. <laughs> I don't know. And then I have to think about like, how much of that do I say like it's meant to be and how much of it is like, Oh, well I'm just making the best of it. Yeah. I mean, there's also like, is there fate versus destiny? Is there right. like right. divine intervention and things like that? It's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to hammer down. And then you hear, like, you know, I heard a story like Gia's and I was like, you know, some of that, how do you argue with that? How do you argue with, like, a ton mm-hmm. of tiny details that, like, fall into place that don't typically? And it took more than one little detail. How do you say, like, oh, yeah, like, it's just a fluke. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm the first one to be like, I would want to be an atheist but I can't. <laughs> I, I, I can't, literally though. feel like that sometimes. Like, it's so weird. It's weird that you say that too, because I think about that kind of regularly. Like I started listening to drunk ex pastors because I was really grappling with like where I identified. And now I'm less like pressed about identifying and more, comfortable but like it was a hard transition for me to go from being like insanely religious to like really not trusting a lot of that to not knowing how to reconcile the fact that like I really believe in science but I also know Mm -hmm. that there is something there's some force that has affected me in a way that I cannot explain with science or logic so it's it was really hard for me and one of the things that was so interesting about their show to me was like they were both like Pentecostal preachers and now one of them is agnostic and one of them is like Catholic. Interesting. And like they share a lot about like how that process came to be for them, but also like just, they talk about religion and politics and life and, you know, just experiences and listening to that process. I was like, you know, there are times where I really think that I must be, agnostic at the least if not 
an atheist, but then I go like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I can't. I can't. I miss sometimes like the ritual of being in a Christian environment, but there are still things there that just don't like resonate with me that just make me super uncomfortable or angry. <clears throat> yeah, I I can't go into a church. <laughs> but I cannot say like, oh well there's nothing. It would be a lie if I said even if I said I don't I don't know if there's anything. Like right. I think there probably is something. I just can't identify it that way. Yeah, and it's and I think it's arrogant to try. Personally, yeah, that's just me. Trying to understand. Yeah. yeah. Understanding is one thing. I don't know. Saying you have all the answers and then using it as a method of control, that's an entirely different conversation. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. This is why in at least one past life I was probably burned alive. Ah. Uh. I'm all just... the things for me. Like, <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. Stone to death. <laughs> I just have always been considered a heretic, I think, every life. Mm-hmm. And to me, that says I'm doing it right, but, you know. Yeah, you got to just keep up tradition. <laughs> <laughs> keep it going. Oh, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know I think in in thinking about some of that stuff it really kind of um I don't know I've just been kind of like turning it over a lot this week uh, thinking about like what kind of stories I want to hear other people tell mm-hmm. you know I want to hear about that like what's a coincidence that happened in your life that you can't explain away what's like something that happened that in the moment didn't feel like a big deal but changed the entire direction of like your future i think everybody has those moments i don't think we always think about it and i think you're you're doing yourself a disservice to not take an inventory of that and kind of look at you know give yourself some credit mm-hmm. I, I mean i have to... go ahead i was gonna say i have one i have one of the stories yeah i mean um, it was, what was it? 2014. Yeah. It was like six or seven months into me, like being married and out of nowhere, I think we were on vacation and we're just, we're getting home and we're really tired. Um, cause I had to work the next day, but they're like, let's watch a movie or something. And she's like, okay, how about this? And, and she puts on Psalm, which is the Netflix documentary about sommeliers. <laughs> and I was like, huh, I could do this. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> and then four years later, I <laughs> There I am in Austin, Texas. At, out of thirty people, only six got their certification, <laughs> which was insane. <laughs> like that is exactly what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. like you know, I know you well enough to know like you could talk about that. Obviously, mm-hmm. what what would your life look like if you hadn't 
done that and like do you think because this is obviously something that fits you that makes you Mm -hmm. happy that you're very good at right and so we talk a lot lately like I know you and I have talked about this I've talked a lot about this with Tyler and my sister both on the Mm -hmm. podcast and not like the idea of like fulfillment and what that looks like because you know you go through a lot of stages as you're growing up going oh well I want to be this or do this or make this much money and like for some people like being financially secure is the thing like that might just be the thing that for me it's not the thing like it's important to me but it's not the thing yeah it's not the one it's like I would rather travel and see as much of the world as possible. Yeah, I would rather struggle a little bit. Like, as long as I know that I'm safe and Bella is safe and that we are fed and, like, safe, that's enough mm-hmm. for me. Especially mm-hmm. if it means that, like, the things that do make me feel fulfilled, like traveling, like connecting with people, like being able to do work that uses my skill set, that makes me feel valuable that also engages my interest Mm -hmm. you know things like that I think that it's it's worth it but like is there a chance you would have come around to this eventually without watching that sure maybe yeah I think so because there was also there was a couple catalysts of that because like I didn't I didn't take that first test until after I got divorced right um, I mean, she was kind of like pushing me and pushing me and I was studying a lot. And then that first test, I, I, I crushed the first test. Like it was like level one for me was like super easy. Yeah. But then like three years later in 18, before I took the level two I went to, I flew to Buffalo to just do a refresher on the one just uh-huh. to be like, oh, it's been a while since I've like really looked at this test and like how it's going to re- really be emphasized. And they're like, yeah, this has changed in the last year from what it was like three years ago. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I really like got a refresher on this because otherwise I would have been screwed. And then, what they didn't like the four Psalms that were giving the test, they were all like, yeah, focus on, because I guess they knew what the new curriculum was for the certified. Uh-huh. They're like, yeah, focus on, um, France and champagne, both in service and in, um tasting i was like huh that's weird usually don't give out that kind of information and then before the next i took a like they offered a tasting course before you took the exam which was super helpful because basically it's 25 of you and six master psalms and all you're doing is tasting wine together and you're trying to like you're doing the whole process you're you're going through all the notes and you're doing like is it what what fruit do you taste do you taste blackberry do you taste raspberry do you taste um 
white peach or do you taste clementine? Do you, it, what, uh, is this forest floor or is it mushroom? Like it yep. going through that whole process. And I'll be honest, there are still areas of France that I'm like super not good at, especially with reds. And that really helped me and pushed me through the, uh, the tasting aspect. Like I can crush tasting. That's my, like I, because of my synesthesia, like I can, I know so many different tasting notes on like so many different types of wine. And it's awesome. Service was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Cause it's basically you get thrown into a really random serving situation and it's super intense. You have no idea. Like you're trying to push certain wines. You have no idea what they are because they give you five minutes beforehand and you're waiting on a master Psalm and you're doing wine service. And the whole time they're grilling you about the menu, the menu you just got three minutes ago that oh you have gosh. to have memorized <laughs> and you're serving three different types of wine and you're also doing champagne service and <laughs> yep. um, the whole time they're grilling you on um, oh if I were to make a Cosmo at home what would be in that <laughs> and you're just like oh my god <laughs> and then like asking you about gins and they're asking you about the food menu and what would pair with that. And it's like, oh, this is a cremant. Do you have a champagne? And like, how is that similar? And then you have to like explain like what the difference between champagne and cremant is. It was nuts. It is insane. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Like, I can only relate to it in terms of coffee, which right. only goes so far. But it like it is similar in terms of like how you taste it and like talking about like fruits and dirt <laughs> like it's mm -hmm. so but like now think about all of the weird details to your process and how like it yeah. maybe wouldn't have wound up the way that it did correct you know and, and it i you know my mom mentioned when we recorded together like you know when there's just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity like that starts to feel like this is the right thing I'm doing, especially when it like resonates with you. But then, mm -hmm. you know, when there's like hurdles, hurdles are okay. But when it's like door after door being shut, maybe look mm -hmm. to something else. And sometimes I have a really hard time with that because there are some yeah. things that like I wanted or wanted to do or wanted to have that like just weren't for me. Right. And in the moment, it was, like, very frustrating. But after the fact, when I said, like, oh, this is actually what I wanted instead. This is mm -hmm. actually what, like, now that I'm here, I feel, like, ten times more fulfilled. I just didn't know that it was a possibility, I guess. Right. You know, and I've really started trying to, like, keep in the back of my mind that all of that at the same time. Because you have to be proactive. You have to make your own choices. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm definitely not saying rely on the universe to make all of your decisions for you. But... You know, like, think about when it's easy. And easy doesn't mean, like, no obstacles. It just means, like, the work that it takes to get there is doable for you. And right. also just kind of understand that, like, it's okay if not everything is for you. 
Exactly. You know, and I say and- this about people too, like not everyone is for me and I am certainly not for everyone. And Oh, a hundred percent. I am that way too. <laughs> and not being identified or like feeling like your identity is tied up in the approval of other people, especially people who like maybe you don't jive with. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to be different and yeah. it's okay to not be for everyone. But I think that that's, that's a big one. That's a hard one. Yeah. I mean, and I have an opposite story, like me doing theater. That yeah. was, that was my, what I wanted to do. And it took three events of my job was ending. No one was helping me get into grad school. Uh, actually four events. Uh, my girlfriend just broke up with me and my parents bought a restaurant. All, right. all of that happened within two months. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not doing this anymore. And I moved back to Ocean City and we were in the shanty and the shanty has been open ever since. Right. <laughs> so that's, it's two kind of like big shifts in psyche that ironically were about five years apart. Right. <laughs> And we're coming up on another five-year shift, which would be in, like, October. October is always <laughs> the shift for me. And, like, Tyler's been saying to me lately, like, I feel the shift. And, like, not that he's not prone to that kind of language, because he is. But, like, he's definitely more if, – if we're getting supernatural or spiritual, like, messages, I'm hearing mm-hmm. it first. Right. I'm like I mean, hypersensitive. He's also sensitive, but like for him to be like, I feel a shift happening. And then, you know, like October is always it for me. Like there, yeah, it's a big but, one for me. And but I just this year, feel this year is big. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two full moons, and the la- the the full moon is on Halloween. I know on Saturday. I know. I I have already taken off work. <laughs> I know you mentioned I, that, and I think that's so smart. Yeah, and I asked off six months ago. <laughs> yep, I just think yeah. there's something yeah. to that feeling. Um, and I'm gonna, you know, like, kind of, I guess, kind of leave like this conversation a little bit open because I want to talk mm-hmm. about this with other people too. Like, I really think that there's something to that feeling of like something is coming, something is changing. And even if it's not like this world bending moment, like to me, it means like be ready to make a transition. And it's, uh-huh. it's about like putting myself in the mind frame of like willingness. Um, oh, I didn't tell you. I'm getting, I'm going to have superpowers. Did you know that? I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's what's going to happen in October. Oh, well, that's, I mean, I'm good with That's it. the shift. Um, I'm good with it. That's fine. That's perfectly great, actually. Um, I can't wait. I'm so excited. But on that note, it's time for me to go to work. And we'll leave you at that. I, and it's 11-11, so oh, take that for Perfect. Oh, I love that. Oh, man. Well, the shift is coming. That's that's, that's it. It is. It is coming. <laughs> we're ready for it. We're I think a month so. and a half I, away. I'll be ready for it by the time that we're there. Or two months. Two months away. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. I, I sometimes need a little bit of, like, lead up. 
gotta do some, <laughs> gotta do some internal work make sure that if because i'm sensing for myself something is going to present itself that's going to be like kind of a hard decision because i'm going to be like but i'm scared and it's you know i have to be like ready to be like hey it's too bad thing. this is the thing that you were feeling coming and like now the opportunity is there and like yes it looks like high stakes but and then i'm just gonna have to do it so right i'm saying that publicly so that everyone can hold me accountable um, mm-hmm. And so that in October, when I start going, I don't know, like, maybe I just am supposed to do this thing. I just am not sure, guys. Somebody, <clears throat> you can say to me. Um, so remember yep. when you said, like, you were just going to step into it when it came, like, you have to do it now, you said. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be that. <laughs> I will hold you accountable in October. <laughs> and November. Because... Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Me too. All right. Well, don't work too hard. Good luck with all of the things. You're in the home stretch of the season now, so. No way. We're gonna have the busiest September and October ever. I mean, I keep telling actually, I keep telling people that, and (laughs) and they're just like, "What? No!" I'm like, "Yeah." I also. (laughs) It's gonna be dumb. Um, a a, an active weather season, so. I don't know what that. You mean like the category four hurricane? That's (laughs) yeah pummeling the gulf coast right now yep whatever are you talking about i don't know it's fine global warming is not real no <laughs> we're on a flat earth anyway oh my god <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> have fun at work thanks bye. you have a good day bye